Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. It's a bit of an old article, but I feel it's still important to sort of look back on given all the terrible cop-related nonsense that has happened in the several years since this was published. I'm a cop. If you don't want to get hurt, don't challenge me. It's not the police, but the people they stop who can prevent a detention from turning into a tragedy. So that terrible piece was written August 19th, 2014 by Sunil Dutta, who is a 17-year veteran police officer in Los Angeles. Now, that was posted on the Washington Post, and again, to sort of date this, it was in the wake of the Mike Brown shooting, which spawned all the Ferguson protests, like yet another unfortunate and entirely avoidable tragedy that was crafted by the police, a tragedy of their own making. And here's this guy saying, listen, you know, if you don't want to get hurt, don't offend me. What kind of power tripping authoritarian bullshit is that? Cops are not supposed to be judge, jury, and executioner. And if you have such a complex where you get angry really easily and decide to power trip on someone and beat them up or, you know, potentially kill them or seriously wound or injure them, maybe policing isn't the right thing for you and you should go to therapy or something. Like, the, the article is just so ridiculous, so let's only read a few snippets, but you'll get the idea. A teenager is fatally shot by a police officer. The police are accused of being bloodthirsty, trigger-happy murderers. Riots erupt. This, we are led to believe, is the way of things in America. Yeah, because it kind of is, because you keep murdering innocent people. You are playing judge, jury, and executioner, because you live in a ridiculous hellscape of a nation. It is also a terrible calumny. Cops are not murderers. No officer goes out into the field wishing to shoot anyone, armed or unarmed. Pretty sure there's several Twitter, you know, quotes and replies of off-duty cops saying exactly that, actually. And while they're unlikely to defend it quite as loudly during a time of national angst like this one, people who work in law enforcement know they are legally vested with the authority to detain suspects, an authority that must sometimes be enforced. Regardless of what happened with Mike Brown, in the overwhelming majority of cases it is not the cops, but the people they stop who can prevent detentions from turning into tragedies. So again, with, you know, George Floyd fresh in everyone's memory, there was also the uh, craziness that's currently going on that is still being suppressed by the media about Winston Smith out in Minneapolis. There was Breonna Taylor because the police did a no-knock raid and, you know, that's a whole other subject. There's the officer who put that man selling loose cigarettes in a chokehold and killed him. I believe that man's name was Eric Garner. There's also the cop who shot Jacob Blake in the back as he was walking away from an altercation and going to his car. There's also... The numerous instances of dash cams and body cams that catch cops, catching other cops, planting drugs on suspects. You are not the good guys in this situation. Oh, poor me. You know, we have the authority to detain suspects and sometimes that has to be enforced. Yeah. So why do you show up to riot to different like protests with riot gear and decide, you know what? When it comes to white supremacists and KKK and actual dangerous people like what happened on January 6th on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., that's fine. We're just going to show up with, you know, just, just a handful of things. You know, maybe only like a few tear gas canisters. Shouldn't be too bad. 
Uh, but, you know, people protesting the environment. Oh, geez, better, better send in the riot cops. Uh, people at Trinity Bellwoods Park. You know, oh, yeah, better, better send in the horse cops. The audacity that this police veteran from, again, the notoriously corrupt and violent LAPD has the audacity to say, listen, you know, this is just like sometimes the way it is and cops aren't bad guys yeah i'm sorry you are sorry you and your friends are bastards but that's the actual reality of america yeah again you know this was written in 2014 and just think back on seven years now of police brutality and violence against black and indigenous people across the country hell across the continent for the past seven years. Absolutely ridiculous. One would hope that this person has now reevaluated their life choices and maybe revisited this article, but who knows? Welcome to the Sunday sum up, everyone. Boy, howdy, it's a big one. So next up in the hellscape that is America, we have the fact that Biden will enact rule proposed by Trump that enables big pharma to price gouge. So yeah, according to Truthout, and they got this from Sludge Media, an independent news media organization, the Biden administration is officially moving forward with a Trump rulemaking that would eliminate a key government power for driving down the costs of drugs and other inventions built from federal research. So once again, Big Pharma just kind of wins. And boy, isn't this really interesting that this is happening during a pandemic when they're already making money hand over fist for these vaccines. And then, oh, look at that, because we haven't properly shut down and taken a global approach and a global-minded solution to the whole thing. We're now seeing uh, increasing variants pop up from poorer areas of the world, which means this goes on for a while, which means more vaccines will be needed in terms of development or we're going to need booster shots or both or who knows what else. Either way, pharma's going to make billions. And again, a lot of that research is publicly funded because again, a capitalist organization could not give an ass about having to actually fund and do their own research into something. They just want to make money. So all the actual public research, you know, the nitty gritty, the hard work is done through public funding, but all the rewards from that hard work goes to big pharma. It is literally taking money out of our pockets and out of scientists' pockets instead of reinvesting it back into the system for the benefit of the public good. It is to benefit shareholders. And Biden, for all his talk of, we're going to take care of Americans and, you know, we're going to, we're going to cut prices down there, Jack, you know, and I'm going to whisper about workers' rights. It's all a spectacle. He's just, once again, Proving me and others right when we say that the political establishment, whether you vote for Team Red or Team Blue, they are part of the same ruling class, the same neoliberal order that wants to see us in the dirt. That's all it is. And everything else is just spectacle for the bases that they represent because politics is a spectacle sport in America. And of course, it shouldn't surprise people that this development comes after a lot of lobbying and a lot of money being thrown around by big pharma to ensure that this happens. I said it before in another video, can't even remember which one it was now, but I said at some point that we need to talk more about not only the separation of church and state, but the separation of state and business, because this is becoming ridiculous and leading to the new feudalism. 
And then again, from Truth Out, we have this story about how universities in Florida will be required to survey both faculty and students on their political beliefs and viewpoints with the institutions at risk of losing their funding if the responses are not satisfactory to the state's Republican-led legislature. Yeah, no, that's cool, you know, just uh, figure out people's ideology and then fund or not fund it based on that totally an equal and egalitarian, free, fair, and democratic society, right? Ron DeSantis is such a monster. So, of course, it's no real wonder or surprise that he's polling so high among Republicans for a 2024 run. But yeah, the unprecedented project, which was tucked into a law signed Tuesday by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, is part of a long-running nationwide right-wing push to promote intellectual diversity on campuses. Which, I mean, you know, it, the free market argument just always comes back to this, right? Well, hey, you know, apparently if your ideas aren't surviving in the free marketplace of ideas, maybe your ideas are shit, Republicans. Just putting that out there. But nope, I, I, we are totally right, and it's actually a big conspiracy, which is why we, the ones who are actually in power, are going to make it so that we just reinforce our own beliefs and make it state-mandated. This is totally fine and not very authoritarian and dogmatic, and boy howdy, am I the biggest hypocrite in the world. So rightfully, as uh, the article points out, based on the bill's language, survey responses will not necessarily be anonymous, sparking worries among many professors and other university staff that they may be targeted, held back in their careers, or even fired for their beliefs. Welcome to America, land of the free and just home of the absolute horror show. And again, adding to the horror show, and again from Truth Out... Joint Chiefs Chair rebuffed Trump's demands to crack skulls of protesters. So this came to light very recently, again, through Truth Out, where General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, pushed back several times last year against demands from former President Donald Trump to use military violence to potentially kill and suppress demonstrations in response to the police killing of George Floyd. The revelations of conversations between Milley, Trump, and others regarding the potential military intervention in uprisings is detailed in a new book titled, Frankly, We Did Win This Election, The Inside Story of How Trump Lost, written by Wall Street Journal White House reporter Michael Bender. According to the book's description, Bender relies upon fresh interviews with Trump, key candidates, campaign advisors, and senior administration officials, as well as an exclusive collection of internal campaign memos, emails, and text messages to describe the inner workings of the White House between the end of Trump's first impeachment to his second one. So that's probably going to be a riot of a read, and I'm definitely going to want to read that just so I can laugh and also cry at the horror show. But uh, it's really interesting to note how, you know, a general had to dissuade and argue against the then president of the United States from killing and violently suppressing protests and demonstrations like a third world country Americans love to pretend to be better than. According to the book, that's how you're supposed to handle these people. Crack their skulls, Trump said, according to Bender sources. Trump would also often say, just shoot them. So yeah, Man is definitely a fascist. Glad we've, you know, firmly established this by this point, even though a lot of his base doesn't recognize or agree with that. But um, the fascist orange man, beyond wanting America to be like a typical Latin American dictatorship from the 70s and the 80s, it's also very telling that he had to, you know, come to blows with the military over sending in the military. So in a way, thank God for that, you know, preventing that, you know, fresh 
dose of hell from happening. But it's still really terrifying to hear that, uh, you know, a sitting president wanted to kill protesters who were rightfully protesting about injustice. You're not fit to lead a supposed land of freedom and democracy that believes in, you know, the rule of law if this is what you are advocating for against your own people. And if the name General Mark Milley is familiar to you, that brings us to our next story. General Mark Milley responds to Representative Matt Gates on extremism and critical race theory. I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being woke or something else. Now, this made the news rounds for a little bit, mostly because people loved seeing Matt Gates get schooled by an actual member of the U.S. military. And he's just sort of shaking his head like, oh, whoa, what, what does this general know? I'm, I'm convinced of my own assured correctness as a white man in a conservative society. So he shakes his head, and, and honestly, the clip is pretty great. Mr. Chair, and thank you gentlemen for joining us today. I know my time is very precious, but I would like to yield some of my time to General Milley because I know that he had some comments that he wanted to make when Representative Gates was talking, as well uh, as Mr. Waltz about a similar subject of the stand down and, and race theory. Would you like a minute or so to comment on that? Do you remember what we were, what your line of questioning or thought was there? Um, sure. Um, first of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong? with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African-Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And I respect your service, and you and I are both Green Berets. But I want to know. And it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that. Thank you, General. So Matt Gates basically just got a free education. But then the story developed a little bit further. Notorious white supremacist shitheel and Fox News host slash sentient bag of turd in a skin suit, Tucker Carlson, apparently also didn't like what this general had to say. Mark Milley is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He didn't get that job because he's brilliant or because he's brave or because the people who know him respect him. He is not, and they definitely don't. 
Milley got the job because he is obsequious. He knows who to suck up to, and he's more than happy to do it. Feed him a script, and he will read it. Here's Milley yesterday, the man in charge of this nation's weapons, explaining that he's working to understand a concept called white rage. I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university, uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders now and in the future do understand it. Hard to believe that man wears a uniform. He's that unimpressive. Notice he never defined white rage, and we should know what it is. What is white rage? Well, like drapedomania, it's one of those diseases that only affect people with certain melanin levels. It's a race-specific illness. That's what Mark Milley has learned from reading about it. That's why he's making his soldiers read about it, too. They need to know. Watch. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke. <laughs> he's not just a pig, he's stupid. So Mark Milley reads Mao to understand Maoism. He reads communists to understand communism. But it's interesting that he doesn't read white supremacists to understand white supremacy. Why not go to the source? Well, because Mark Milley would be fired instantly if he read those books, and getting fired is the one thing he doesn't want. So he reads about white rage as if it's totally real. It's a medical condition. <laughs> and by the way, since it's a medical condition, at what age can you catch white rage, by the way? Most of us assumed that our two-year-olds were just teething. Now we know it's their whiteness that's making them so angry. Thanks, Mark Milley. We appreciate your contribution to our generation's scientific racism. By the way, have you read anything recently about winning wars? Apparently not. He's not just a pig. He's stupid. You know, it, I'm, I'm really proud of Tucker Carlson for having the bravery to finally be honest and open about himself like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, on a related note, hey, uh, support the troops crowd. How's that going now? If the military is saying, no, you know what? These are problems and we do want to understand it. And now we have conservatives and Republicans calling for defunding the military. And like, you know what? It's, it's hilarious. But it's also really telling that these people are so down the rabbit hole and they have drunk leader after leader of the Kool-Aid that they are now willing to attack the very military that they have been defending and hyping up for decades at this point. They need more funding. They need more troops. We do need to go to war. You know, we can't bring over immigrants and refugees. What about the troops and homeless veterans? You know, support the troops. They're doing this all the time, crowing about it month after month and day after day. And then the second the military doesn't support their interests and their aims, 
the military is actually an enemy of the people. We need to defund the military. Who's this woke general? Because, yeah, the, the dude looks and sounds so woke. Just saying, I want to understand things. Yeah. Uh, understanding things is woke now, apparently. It is really frightening and terrifying like it's also hilarious but definitely frightening and terrifying how these conservatives like gates and tucker carlson will immediately turn against the very institution that they claim to love and support and uphold the minute it disagrees with them or challenges their beliefs and their notions these are not thinking mindful smart or intelligent people they are driven by their emotions and their beliefs and their dogma. And whenever that's challenged, it triggers that white rage that they love to complain about. It triggers that white rage that they used to sick thousands of pissed off, angry white people to go to the Capitol and attempt to subvert democracy. That is what happened. These guys are partially responsible for that. And props, and I can't believe I'm saying this, props to a general in the military for telling it like it is. Previously unsaid sentences in human history. Like, how is Tucker Carlson a real person just hearing how he talks and what he mentions and tries to talk about in the segment? Like, how is this person real? How does anyone take this man seriously? How is he still employed? But that's enough American news for now. Let's hop north of the border to talk about all the uh, terrible things we missed this week from Canada, shall we?